the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. And good morning. I'm Gary Randall. Thank you so much for joining me today. It's an honor. Today is Monday, April the 20th, 2020, in the year of our Lord. Today on April 20, 1971, the Supreme Court unanimously upheld the use of busing to achieve racial desegregation in our schools. Today in 1770, Captain Cook discovered Australia. Today in 1912, Boston's Fenway Park hosted its first professional baseball game. Fenway Park is famous, was famous, continues to be famous. Maybe some of you are missing baseball like I am. I love to watch baseball, especially in the spring and fall. Sometimes I kind of forget about it during the summertime, but man, in the spring and fall, I love baseball. I miss it. Today in 1879, the first mobile home, yeah, it was a mobile home. It was horse-drawn. First mobile home was used in London. Today, 1972, Apollo's 16 lunar module carried astronauts John Young and Charles Duke landed on the moon. Today, 1977, the U.S. Supreme Court in Woolley versus Maynard ruled that 6-3 that car owners could refuse to display state mottos on their license plates. The people that had brought this suit about that led to a hearing and a ruling by the Supreme Court were people from New Hampshire, and their license plate said, live free or die. They didn't want to live free or die. They didn't believe in that. They didn't want it on their license plates. Today, in 1999, the Columbine High School massacre took place in Colorado. Two students shot and killed 12 classmates and one teacher. They wounded 25 more classmates before they took their own lives. Great tragedy. Today, 1999. Today in 2005, in his first mass as pontiff, Pope Benedict XVI, he pledged to work for unity among Christians and to seek, quote, an open and sincere dialogue with other faiths. Well, over the weekend, we had a uh, One World concert. It was celebrating globalism, basically. Well, the stars, the luminaries of Hollywood, were pushing capitalism, and or not, not pushing capitalism, but socialism and globalism on the world. People were showing up in Olympia, Washington, because they were upset. I'll get to that in a moment. Former First Ladies Michelle Obama, Laura, Laura Bush, Bill Gates, and others, other influentials, they gave their support Saturday to Taylor Swift, Paul McCartney, the Rolling Stones, Beyonce, Oprah, Jennifer Lopez, Elton John, Lady Gaga. Man, the whole world was there. Well, at least the people, the most important people in the world, according to them and their press agents. They presented one world benefit concert to help raise funds for the World Health Organization. The reason they called this and everybody got together on it 
to impact the world is because Donald Trump, the most hated president in recent history, at least to these folks, had withdrawn support from the corrupt World Health Organization. But they don't care about the corrupt part. Anything that is global in nature is pretty high on their agenda. So they dropped everything they were doing, and they did this wonderful thing to the people who were shut in around the world. It was. It was a campaign to advance globalism. Never mind that the reason President Trump withdrew our tax dollars from going to the World Health Organization, who, is because of their cover-up, a direct cover-up. I mean, it, it isn't even debatable. They covered it up for the Chinese Communist regime when the news started leaking out of China that they had a problem. China tried to cover it for a long time. Everybody knows that now. That isn't any mystery. I mean, anybody that pays attention to what's going on, and I think most people are right now, they know that what happened. In conjunction with the nonprofit organization Global Citizen, the program was broadcast around the world on multiple television platforms. Nearly every American mainstream network carried the celebration. I, I kept seeing it. I was looking at television over the weekend a little bit, and I kept seeing it show up everywhere. Billions of people must have seen it or had the opportunity to see it. But after all of that, they raised, and I know this is a lot of money to me. I mean, it's like a lot. But they raised $55 million. And if you put that in perspective, I mean, George Soros is spending more than that in seven states to defeat Republicans because he's a globalist. He's spending $70 million. They raised $55 million. So something must have happened after this program aired. They counted their, their change, and they said, wow, this isn't enough. This is going to be a little embarrassing. So they came up with more money. And last night I saw some reports that said that they raised $127 million. Please understand, to me, that's like unbelievable amount of money, and to most of us it is. But in this context, is it? With these people, the most supposed, most powerful actors and celebrities in the world? Most powerful people in the world, in their own minds at least, they paraded through Main Street of the world by a television. They lectured people about the utopian benefits of globalism. Many noted that those emperors had no clothes. I think that was the problem. They were naked of common sense. They were out of touch with the world. The world isn't really focused on what they were saying right now, especially. Twitter was filled with pushback, including some on the left, on the left, who said they felt that who, the World Health Organization, does not deserve that kind of support. I looked at I read a lot of the responses just because I was interested. Another response that I saw said, yes, we need useless celebrities preaching to us how this isn't China's fault and how we should just all live as one nation. Many lashed out on Twitter against the WHO chief, Dr. Tedros. It's well known that Tedros is a former official in Ethiopia's Marxist People's Liberation Front. Most of us know now that China strongly advocated for Tedros to get his job. In return, Tedros covered up for China as the Chinese coronavirus spread from China around the world, killing more than, well, as of last night, I looked at the number, it was 165,636. 
it's more now. But it's killed that many people worldwide. Of course, it's a problem. And he's at the center of the problem because he's corrupt. Tedros tweeted, one world together at home. Thank you to all of our frontline Heath. That's what he said, Heath, not health, Heath. It's a typo, but Heath workers. One Amazon reviewer, reviewing for Amazon, I would assume they would not be conservative, but this one Amazon reviewer said, quote, if I could give no stars, I would. Who lied? People died. Let's not forget this. While we're at home giving up our freedom and most of us without jobs, these celebrities ask us to help raise money for the who. <laughs> forget it. This Amazon reviewer isn't the only one that's upset about giving up freedom, freedom to move about. Because our jobs go on, or if they stop, life doesn't go on. Because of this pandemic that was created by China, covered up by Tedro, and then foisted on the billions of people that live on this planet. There's a great deal of passion in the streets across America. There's a great deal of passion in the hearts and minds of people in America. I wanted to mention this push on globalism because it's it's connected to what's happening in the streets of America, including the capital of Washington State, Olympia. There is a connection. There is a demand for freedom. There's a growing sense that our freedom is being squeezed out of us because of ideology first, but under the guise of trying to help and even save us from ourselves. Now, I'm going to say some things this morning that can easily be misunderstood. I recognize that, but I'm going to do it anyway, because I think it's important that we talk about this. I would just ask, please don't add to what I'm saying something that I'm not, anything that I feel I'll say. And please don't read into what I'm not saying anything. Just listen up and let's have a chat. You have a cup of coffee in front of you. I do too, but I'm not going to drink it from it, but I have been. Well, let me talk to you about this whole matter, about the growing restlessness in America and the rest of the world. It's happening in Italy and elsewhere. People are getting tired of being locked up at home. They're worried. They're concerned. They don't want to get the virus. And if you're like me, over 40 or 50 or so, if you fall into that elderly group, I hate that word, but it, it's there, probably correct. If you fall into that group, then you sure don't want to get this virus because that's the high-risk group, the grandmas and the grandmas. Nobody wants to get this, but especially us grandparents, we don't want this. But there is an overriding fear, and it's not just from people who are irresponsible. It's not just from people who are rednecks with a tank full of gas in their four-wheel drive, and they don't know what to do with themselves, so they're running up and down the streets of Olympia, North Carolina, or wherever. And it's happening in a lot of places, and it's continuing today, on this Monday. 
People are starting to react, and there's reasons for their reactions. So I want to talk to you, straight talk, for the next few minutes. Jesus always was a straight talker. He wrote, or he said, and it's recorded in Matthew chapter 6, verse 25 through 34. He said, therefore, I say to you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink, nor about your body, what you will put on. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds of the air, Jesus said, for they neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. And you are not of more val- are you not more of more value than they? Which of you by worrying can add one cubit to a stature? I'm reading from the New King James, if you're wondering. Verse 28 says, So why do you worry about clothing? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow, they neither toil nor spin, and yet I say to you, that even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. Now, if God so clothes the grass of the field, which today is and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, will he not much more clothe you, O you of little faith? Verse 31, Therefore do not worry, saying, What shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? For after all these things the Gentiles seek, For your heavenly Father knows that you need all of these things. Now, don't jump to conclusions. This is me, not Jesus, talking. Don't jump to conclusions. Just stay with me. For your heavenly Father knows that you need all these things. Now, I'm going to come back to the last verse of that group of verses in context in a moment. The Seattle Times is reporting that yesterday, they reported yesterday that a small These are their words, small armed protests popped up in Michigan, Minnesota, and Virginia last week, this past week, and they did. But it was not a small group that showed up in Olympia yesterday demanding their freedom. In fact, Washington State Patrol estimated between 2,000 and 2,500 demonstrators were at the event. They know people. I've talked to those guys. I don't know if it was the same ones, but I've talked to State Patrol who were there when we had rallies there on the, we were trying to preserve marriage and, and that a few years ago. And boy, they really know how to estimate the crowds. I mean, for because it's their job. So they're probably right. It probably was between 2,000 and 2,500. It all started when Tyler Miller, he's 39 years old. He's an engineering technician. He lives over in Bremerton. He began writing letters to Governor Inslee's office asking the governor to change his stay-at-home order. He sent several letters. He says they were respectful, so let's say they are. They were. But he didn't get any response. So Miller said, well, that's not right, and he kind of reacted to that. He said he began organizing the demonstration yesterday. The Times describes the 2,000 to 2,500 people like this, the Seattle Times. They said families brought their children, gun rights advocates brought their firearms. Some demonstrators wore masks, including N95 masks. I think that means to show that they should be saving those for for the healthcare workers. But anyway, they identified what kind of masks they were wearing, N95 masks, or bandanas. The Times says few practiced the social distancing guidelines of staying six feet apart from each other. And the Times says some were carrying American flags as well as some Trump flags. And the, is it Gadsden? I think that's what the name of the flag, don't tread on me flags. 
Demonstrators broke into thunderous chants, the Seattle Times says, chanting USA, USA, and vote out Jay, as in Jay Inslee. Well, the Times also noted that the rally was in violation of both the governor's orders and guidance of public health officials across the state and country. What they did not mention in their article, and I'll continue, but what they did not mention in the article is that these are also, also the policies that have been set forth and advocated by President Trump. They could not mention that because they are trying to isolate him and make him the protagonist and the person who is fueling this lawlessness that's happening in the streets and at the capital of Washington and elsewhere. The citizens were simply demanding to be heard on the issue of personal freedom. Where was Jay Inslee? Well, he finally made a statement yesterday. But he was on ABC's This Week. What was he doing? Well, he was denouncing President Trump's actions. He was telling George Stephanopoulos on ABC he had national exposure for a few moments, and that's very important to him. But he was talking about he was denouncing President Trump's actions. Didn't say a word about China or the World Health Organization, but he claimed that the president, I read the script to be sure, because I want to be fair. He's made some right, the governor has made some right decisions on this. I agree with them. I think many of you do too. But he, he spent his time claiming that the president is encouraging people to violate the law. And neither the Seattle Times nor... Of course, George Stephanopoulos wouldn't have, but Jay Inslee neither even mentioned the fact that these policies really came down from the White House before the governors began to enact them. It came from the two doctors that are on that press conference every day. I feel like I know those people personally. Dr. Fauci and Fauci, Dr. Bricks or whatever. But he said this, and this is an exact quote. Inslee said, I can't remember a time in my time in America we have seen such a thing. It is dangerous because it could inspire people to ignore things that could save their lives. The thing are the people who are rebelling against his policies and the policies of other states that are locking people up in their homes. Don't read in don't read anything into what I'm saying that I'm not saying. He continued. This is yesterday, Jay Inslee on ABC. And it is doubly frustrating to us governors. The president is asking people, please ignore Dr. Fauci and Dr. Brix. I'm not sure how to pronounce her name, but anyway. She's really smart, and I like to listen to her. Please ignore my own guidelines I set forth. President Trump has never said that. That's just simply a lie. He's never said, ignore my own guidelines that I set forth. And if they are Trump's own guidelines that he set forth, why was Inslee just a moment before that in this conversation on ABC with George Stephanopoulos, why was he denying the fact and omitting the fact that Trump indeed has put out those guidelines. The Times, the Seattle Times, very carefully notes that House Minority Leader J.T. Wilcox, he's from Yelm, he wrote on Facebook earlier this month, 
I don't know how long ago it was. I didn't look it up. But the Times, Seattle Times said he wrote earlier this month, quote, one thing you won't see me do is attack his motives. Talking about Jay Inslee, the governor. Well, I'm not suggesting that anyone attack anyone's motives. But I think we're fooling ourselves and we're fools if we don't use discernment and if we don't look at what's going on in our world. Wilcox may not be paying enough attention to the governor's actions if he in fact said that. They speak volumes about his motives. Just like Nancy Pelosi's and all the rest of the group way out on the far left. A man who runs for the presidency on a single issue of fundamentally transforming the nation, creating the single greatest forced transfer of wealth in our nation's history under the guise of a some version of the New Green Deal ideology. He kept denying that he didn't embrace all of that, but he does. He did. I paid attention. A lot of other people did to what he was saying. He's probably not a student of founding father Patrick Henry, but many of the people on the grounds in Olympia yesterday, 2,000 to 2,500, probably are a student of Patrick Henry. Even if they don't know what Patrick Henry said, one of our founding fathers, they believe the truth. They already know that. While Inslee was blasting the president yesterday on ABC, New York Governor Como, who is really not a friend of conservatives, He's a shining star in the abortion industry and other. But he went on to say President Trump and his team have been there on every occasion during this pandemic. He's also said, I'm not running for president. It's a matter. It is a matter of motive. It is a matter of where a person's heart is on these issues. Representative Jim Walsh, he's a Republican from Aberdeen. He posted a flyer yesterday. He was passing it out through the crowd. I wasn't there, but I heard about it. I had contact this morning with people who were. He was quoting founding father Patrick Henry. He said, Patrick Henry said a lot of things, very well spoken, but among them, Patrick Henry said, as the British were closing in on America, he said, give me liberty or give me death. Well, Jim Walsh from Aberdeen was out there putting these posters out among the people. He was noting that Sunday's demonstration in Olympia fell on the anniversary of the Revolutionary War's Battle of Lexington. It started the whole thing. They're serious. Senator Doug Erickson, he's a Republican from Ferndale, he said on Facebook last week, quote, now the deep state is proposing communist Chinese-style freedom-destroying, liberty-crushing techniques to fight the communist China virus. There's a lot more. Some of it is in the news this morning, wasn't in the news yesterday, but I think you get the point that there is a very uh, passionate reaction to what they're doing. Now, should we not be locked up in our homes? Is this not a good way to combat the virus? It is. It is a good way, and it's working. That's why Trump and other Republicans were advocating this long before Jay Inslee ever decided he wasn't going to be president of the United States. And by the way, his message, his single message for, for the presidency was climate crisis. The world rejected that. I mean, the country rejected that. He, I don't think he had any delegates when he dropped out in, I think it was last August, 
of 2019. And again, I don't mean, I'm not trying to be critical. I'm just trying to get to the point here, at least the way I see it. You can decide. But when he realized that he just, well, he wasn't even going to make the next debate, he pulled out. It was in August of this last summer. It's not a criticism. I mean, at least he tried. He tried to follow his dream. He tried to become the president of the United States. No one else saw that for him, but he did. So if we look at the context of this, you can't take the motives out of it with all due respect to the politician from Yelm. You just can't. You've got to look at the motives because they become apparent in the actions. And there's an abundance of actions that says that the motives are not exactly squeaky clean or not exactly clean. And that could apply to any, but I'm talking about this issue at this moment. I don't believe for a moment that Erickson or Walsh or any of these guys who are sick and tired of the left and their agenda wants anyone else to suffer this Wuhan virus. I really don't, but the media consistently, and and Jay Inslee plays to that, they consistently cast anybody that's a conservative as someone who's opposed, opposed to controlling this virus, and nothing can be further from the truth. These people don't want to see grandma and grandpa die. I know they don't. I'm no, I don't speak for them. I don't speak for anybody but myself. And I try to do so in a profound sensitivity to God and what he would have me to say when I have a microphone or when I don't, but especially now. You can evaluate what I'm saying and make up your own mind, but I'm telling you, I don't think these people are out there trying to be lawless people. The people that showed up with their families and their flags and all of that yesterday at the Capitol, and they're showing up across the nation. Of course, there's going to be some weirdos. They always follow those kinds of meetings, but that doesn't represent the people that are out there. The people who are out there are people who are deeply concerned. Some of them are driven by anxiety and fear. Some of them aren't Christians. Some of them are. Some of them don't know what to do. Some of them should know because they are Christians and they read scripture, but perhaps they need to revise it. I got this message, an email this morning, just about an hour ago. Uh, It says, Gary, good blog. I don't know this person, but they're one of our readers. We have many. He said, good blog, Gary. I wrote on this issue this morning at faithandfreedom.us. He said, my son, an estimator for a construction company, son-in-law, a city employee, and my dentist, all three Christians, attended the rally in Ole, Olympia on Sunday, a very positive event, not the kind that leftists typically engage in. King 5 TV yesterday introduced Governor Inslee as His Excellency. The king has no clothes on. Well, these people are not, these people are not rebels in the sense of being marginalized and outcasts, but that's how they're trying to be portrayed by the press. There is concern. But the concern that's out there is that the the far left are so intent on remaking America, the words of Barack Obama, that they will seize these opportunities and they will go too far in taking our freedoms and our democracy away. Well, I have more to say on this issue, and I'll probably say more about it tomorrow, but we're out of time, so thank you so much for joining me today. It's always a pleasure and a privilege. We will 
the Lord willing, continue this conversation tomorrow. Thanks for your support. Our address is Box 399 Bellevue 98009.